Welcome to The Big Deal, where we unlock the details and drama behind the business of sport in Australia and around the world. Join me, Warren Treadray, along with Andrew Montessi and our expert guests as we take you into the boardroom for behind-the-scenes access and analysis of contracts, negotiations, endorsements and much more. Subscribe to our show on your favourite podcast player and don't forget to sign up to www.thebigdeal.au for a weekly wrap of the latest deals, breaking news and many more exclusive opportunities. Welcome to The Big Deal. I'm Andrew Montesi, joined by AFL legend Warren Treadray. Now, traders, in the lead-up to the showdown in Adelaide this weekend, we've got an interesting story brewing, and it's to do with the image rights of a couple of past players, and it could have wide ramifications. What's happening? Well, it's effectively the Bond brothers. So there's Shane Bond who played at Port Adelaide, Troy Bond who played at the Crows. It was the uh, first year of the showdowns and actually the second showdown ever in the 1999, uh, 1997 season, should I say. It was the second showdown later in the year. Crows went on to win the premiership that year. Port had led the game pretty much for most of the match. He kicks a very telling goal. as the nail in the coffin. The Crows uh, pinched the victory, but the Bond brothers embraced uh, after the final siren because effectively we're played on each other, which is, if you know the Bond boys, which I do, they're, they're good fun, they're good good fellas, and they love a good joke. But the fact that they had to play on each other had to make it serious for a point of view. Uh, they're always very competitive, but at that moment, uh, Troy took the, um, the the mark, kicked the goal, and the Crows sealed the victory in what was very pouring conditions at, back at the old footy park at West Lakes. So the story now is around their usage, uh, and I think it may have been the last three, four, or even five years um, since both clubs stopped sort of fighting. They came together with a charity partnership. Uh, the showdown was always sponsored by the West End Brewery. Both clubs since went on to have deals with CUB and others uh, in that time. So the original showdown, it was the West End Showdown Trophy, then almost wasn't uh because of sponsors' conflicts, where Port was still early days with West End, the Crows had jumped over to CUB. No one wanted to be a part of this West End showdown trophy because of sponsor conflicts. So all of a sudden, via uh, the Variety uh, charity in Adelaide, they created a pretty much a showdown plaque, which the image was used on there is the Bond boys embracing after that game in 1997, that second showdown. So the story has now come up is that they're effectively saying They've been using it, both clubs have been using it as a promotion for the showdown, using their image without, um, I guess, uh, you know, no commercial arrangement coming in and no permission at the time. So this was interesting because I was working in the media full-time with Channel 9 at the time. It rolled out the embrace, the trophy, the whole lot. Um, But it now seems that uh, via Greg Griffin, who is uh, uh, representing the Bonds on this issue, they're looking to strike a deal a financial deal for past years, but also the years going forward for use of reputation. So it's a very interesting discussion here because I know, uh, Monty, you've worked in the commercial side in AFL world um, and associated with it. Um, And generally for the use of image like this, um, if it was a commercial business, there'd be commercial money being paid because the charity partner probably makes it a little bit wishy-washy in this situation. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And and yeah, as you say, like having worked in clubland and also with uh, players associations over recent years. This is always a really topical one. Uh, you know, you're talking about the the real complexities of who owns a player's image um, and in what context. And uh, you know, the associations have done a great job uh, in recent years uh, of really kind of taking that power back for players and saying, "Oh, hang on, no, this is their this is their name, this is their likeness, and and 
you know, clubs and leagues can't just get away with leveraging that to the full extent and players should be adequately compensated. But this one's an interesting one on, on so many levels because obviously it dates back to 97. The the CBA was, it was in its infancy. But maybe just start with, you know, for those who are trying to wrap their head around these dynamics, who actually owns the image and IP traders? Is it as simple as saying, well, it's just the AFL and, and they can do whatever the heck they want with it? Well, to go back in history to work this one out, I suspect that they've actually got a decent case on this because... You know, who owns the image? Well, arguably, the photographer who took it, right? Also, the AFL wraps it all up in a nice little bow now. So if you've got broadcast rights, they can use it for promotions of the game. Um, the current players at the time, the CBA wasn't as strong as it is currently now. Um, where, for example, a, a situation, and then this is where you get into the Leo Barry situation. Um, Leo Barry, Eurostar, Steve Quartermain on Channel 10 in the grand final against West Coast. He takes a game-saving mark. It's the Swans Premiership in 2005 with Paul Roos as the coach. Leo Barry, latest, uh, the AFL then uses those rights uh, and lets Tabcorp, the gambling company, pretty much go away and use that as part of their promotion. Leo Barry actually took uh, Tabcorp to court uh, asking $50,000 for use of image because he says, without me taking the mark, that image isn't available. Yes, the AFL um, has a situation where they're, they're look, trying to look after a sponsor or someone who wants to use the game. So this is a an interesting one. And the thing is, the Tabcorp, you sit there and go, that makes it easier because it is a gambling company. They're trying to use his image to promote gambling, to promote the image, to promote the game. So you go, yeah, commercial dollars should be paid. And I think that one was settled out of court. Um, and it was interesting too, is that in that situation, Tabcorp then sues the AFL because they got permission from the AFL to use Leo uh, Barry's image. And I believe that sort of went away that says it was settled. So in this case, I do remember the first press conference with the Bond Boys. The Bond Boys were happy. They were talking about it. They were wrapped, rah, rah, rah. Clearly someone's probably got into their ear and said, guys, you should be paid for this because this is your use of image, your, your use of image from the showdown that was um, you guys playing. If it wasn't for you two being brothers in rival teams and having an iconic moment that sealed the game, then it wouldn't be used in this circumstance. The thing that makes it a little bit complex is a charity partner is now using this as behalf of the clubs. So I suspect there will be a commercial agreement that will be struck between them. Is it a corporate box once a year? I don't know. Is it some money? I don't know. Is it an apology? Is it a relationship? Because I don't think this is an ugly situation that's going to drag on forever. But both clubs have been using these two players' commercial IP for this period of time. Is it something I would take to court and go on? Probably not. But everyone's different. Everyone's different in a situation. I don't know if they were actually asked permission or it was just struck, hey, we want to do this. Um, because let's face it, clubs and, and sporting organizations and businesses will try and get away with anything uh, without paying um, money out of their pocket for something similar. Now, is it iconic that their family now sees that their, their face is on the trophy twice a year? Yeah, that's great. And that's a big tick for their contribution to the, to the AFL world. But also Greg Griffin is quoted as talking about if it was an Indigenous player, he wouldn't be treated this way. I'm not sure. I think clubs will beg borrowers steal and scratch to do anything um, and most people stand up against it. And if they believe they've been hardly done by, then they're entitled to stand up against it because charities are also used for a lot for good, but also too, depending on which charity, many charities have been shut down for not distributing enough money um, for the money they're raised. So... I don't know. It's a, it's a slippery one for me. Would I take it on? No. 
Maybe not, but am I the one that feels aggrieved in this situation? No, I know both those blokes really well. They're really good fellas. Um, maybe they feel like they've been down, um, haven't been treated ideally by either. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a number of issues there. I mean, interesting on, interestingly, on the Leo Barry one, he now owns the rights to that image. So again, such an iconic uh, pick. Uh, he he's going to benefit commercially from any usage of that. I mean, who's to say that out of this that the the Bond brothers uh, wouldn't be the same? Um, and 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 then you start thinking about all of the the other uh, you know incredible images in the AFL and sport in general. You know, look at Jezalenko's mark and uh, and all of these kind of incredible moments where. Uh, and I'm particularly thinking about past players because they're the ones that weren't covered by a really healthy CBA and wage. And and a lot of, probably a lot of past players going, hang on a second, like how did that image of me end up in that ad and and all of that stuff? So I think it's I think it's interesting, as you say, like the you know on the on the surface the the AFL has deals with these photographers to to own the rights to their images. But once you start bringing these third parties in, and whether it's Tabcorp or even a charity, a charity still is is engaged in a commercial relationship. All of a sudden, the players quite rightly should be able to put their hand up and say, "Hang on a second, what what's going on here?" So I don't know. It's uh, there's a there's kind of bigger ramifications as well, traders like uh, le- leagues and clubs leverage player brands. Absolutely, and they always have. Do you think that the that the balance is now right? Um, and and I, I guess the bigger question for me is, how do you feel about past players who perhaps didn't see the benefit of a, of a healthy CBA, but of course their image is still continues to be used and leveraged even today? Well, if we're consistent with it, if the current players get looked after, the past players should be looked after. Current players, some are earning well over a million dollars. Back in that those days, the highest paid player probably in the late nineties what we're talking about was you know, on the books because some probably were paid off the books. I've heard Wayne Carey talk from time to time. But the big players of that generation were probably, you know, I know Gavin Wanganeen joined Port Adelaide effectively six months earlier than the, what we're talking about with the Bond situation. You know, there, there was word around that the best players in the comp around 300 grand back then. So it has grown a lot. It's grown exponentially. The digital footprint, there was no digital footprint then. There was no use of uh, image that much. You know, I'm just thinking right now, you look at all the premiership photo, the iconic photo of the premiership captain and coach and all the players on the podium. Well, is that then going to do it? Because I sit back and look at this, and I'm not saying this because I was an acting premiership captain with Mark Williams and all the Port Adelaide team, but if we're going to go through iconic images, you know, how many instances are we going to try and trademark? You know, I remember I follow, I spot... Um, copy Pat Cash many years ago and jumped in the crowd and stood on the fence of the Premiership Cup. Now, I don't Cam Mooney did it years later. I think Barry Hall did it years later. Is that now iconic? Is that now owned by someone? It, it, as you say, it can be a slippery slope. In this instance, for the showdown that's going to be there and it's a plaque that's going to be uh, transferred between the winning team and the losing team or vice versa twice a year, every year, maybe including finals, I think there is an element for that. But I think there is a, it's a slippery slope to go, okay, what iconic images are we owed? What is now owned? Who owns what? You know, you know, Buddy Franklin's amazing goal. You remember that one against Essen when he played at Hawthorne? He was the first person to be paid, my understand, by a broadcaster, Foxtel, for an iconic, iconic uh, image. You know, that was a situation that was probably the first time in ages that anyone was paid by a broadcaster to use their image and likeness because they used him to the front of their campaign. 
it was an image that was effectively owned by the AFL. It was a goal that Buddy kicked, and he was duly compensated in that situation. I'm not sure he owns the trademark to it, but he was paid in that instance. I still remember Patrick Dangerfield when he crossed to Geelong. He did a Foxtel ad where he's out surfing on the beach at Mox Creek, where he, where he was from and where he'd moved to. Yeah, you know, talking about the lifestyle. No doubt he was paid as part of that deal. But we're in a situation, as you say, where past players aren't necessarily going to be paid. Is you know, does Lee Matthews own the image for when he snapped the goalpost, the point post? Um, do you know? You go back to the Carlton streaker many back many years back in the seventies. Who owns that image? That image is sort of half broadcast. Yeah, you know, Michael Long's amazing goal. Mick McGuan's amazing goal. Andrew McLeod's dual, dual um, Norm Smith medals and amazing goals in that situation. Um, you, you go to every iconic situation and moment. Dusty Martin, you know, does he own his images? It is a very slippery slope. And I dare say within the, the crux of all the clauses of an AFL contract, when I signed my last one in 2010, it was about 54 pages long. Don't worry, you only worry about two pages. Term. And your signature at the bottom of it. All the clauses, I tell you, half the players wouldn't even understand what you can do in a contract to a certain extent because it is so detailed. But as you say, this one needs to be sorted out. It is a small bit. It's clearly big for these players involved. Um, and I think everyone deserves a slice of the pie. If you've done an amazing thing in your career, only you've done that. That's not the broadcaster doing that. That's not the game doing that. Yes, the game provided and the broadcaster, they provided a platform for it. But I always think there needs to be the fair and reasonable situation in this. But I'm not going to sit back and go, this is... I don't agree with the connotation from the the solicitor here to say these Indigenous players would have been treated differently if they weren't Indigenous. I don't agree with that. Um, But these two are high-class citizens. They're good fellas. And, you know, if they don't feel like they've been looked after enough... And as we say, looked after, what does that mean? doesn't mean invited to the Chairman's Club function every year, twice a year. It might be that. It might be a couple of tickets for the families. It might be a special experience to just to say thank you for what you've done for our game or it might be 50 grand I don't think it's going to be the 50 grand but who knows I just think it needs to be a conversation and as we say more likely than not the past generation and I'm not talking my generation I'm talking the the 90s the 80s the 70s the 60s the people that did it for part-time jobs right to where we are now they are the greatest pillars in the wall that have created what we've created now and they can't be used up I mean what is the how do you see it on a personal level in terms of your own image and likeness from from your playing days? I mean, you mentioned the you know the iconic moment on the premiership podium, standing up on the fence. What do you feel like is is fair and reasonable in terms of use of of that image for you, based on what you've been paid and what was factored into your CBA and your agreements, versus what is uh, potentially exploitation of that? Well, I think when it comes back to that, I think it's always fair and reasonable. It's a conversation. And it's not a hate ask for forgiveness it's ask for permission that's the big bit for me um and then also too in like to that what's fair and reasonable you know is a you know obviously port adelaide wanting to use my image on a betting company well hang on i should get a say in that right is it part of their premiership club right where they have you know high pay high paying sponsors or commercial business people who want to use your image as part of that well, yeah, it might be a function you go to once a year or, you, yeah, you get a ticket to it. You know what I mean? Like, there's levels of all this. Or it's just simply, hey, can we use that? Yeah, no worries. Like, I know my premiership boots have been used in a museum for the club for many, many years. I don't charge them for that. That's just because it's my club and you help them out. Um, 
from time to time. So I think it all comes back to fair and reasonable and what you think is fair and reasonable. And, and it depends on what commercial aspects being used. There's many commercial aspects. There's the charity arm commercial aspect. There's the, hey, do you want to help the club out and we want to get an extra seat to a table and can you sign a function for us or Guernsey? You know, many, many years ago, I was lucky enough to put in Ports Hall of Fame. They gave me, they asked me to sign some merchandise to help pay for the function. And I got a couple extra seats as a, as a handshake. You know what? Whatever. So a couple of friends could come along and family. So I think it, as you say, it, permission, asking for permission, not asking for um, you know, forgiveness. I think that's a very, very simple way when you look into this. Because if everyone enters any agreement fair and reasonable, then that's the easy way to come from it. All right. So what do you think uh, is going to it's going to end up with the, the bond issue here. I mean, the clubs are meeting with, with the boys um, after this weekend's match. Uh, what do you reckon will happen? Will it get settled out of court or could it potentially get ugly? Well, uh, they're saying they're looking to file for court. So it, it's trial by media right now, let's face it. it it's got on the, probably the front page of the Adelaide Advertiser. Um, it's conveniently been dropped uh, a couple of days, a couple of days out from the big showdown, a big game where Adelaide need to hopefully keep winning to keep any chance of playing finals, and Port hopefully want to finish top four. So it's conveniently dropped at a time that everyone's talking about it. What will happen? Oh, I think it'll come to a common sense resolution, um, but I think it's probably a little bit of lesson for for everyone here involved. If you're going to strike these sorts of arrangements, make sure everyone knows what's involved, not come about it once it's got traction. Once, the, once it's been going three or four years. Yeah, I think everyone has been a little strategic in all of this. Um, the club's just ignoring the fact that they're using an image um, and the player's probably letting it go and then going, hang on, this is something we probably should have spoken about earlier. I, I don't know. But, you know, as soon as you're in this situation, I think it'll it'll go away quite quickly if everyone's fair and reasonable. And, and I don't think it's going to be a million-dollar payday. It'll just be something that's, okay, yep, it's all sorted out and we're all happy parties and we move forward. Well, traders, it's an interesting topic. As we say, it's uh, it's much bigger than just the uh, you know the showdown and and the the photo of the Bond boys. It, it kind of taps into the to the bigger talking points around uh, player images, player rights, and and, and IP. And um, you know, the AFL is is quite advanced at this. Like particularly now, we look at the um, you know the the CBA and the way it's at. Um, but let's also not forget that there's a lot of other sports that haven't got this far. I know even basketball is still just working it out. Uh, netball is still just working it out. So yeah, I think it is a good reminder for administrators at all levels about um, you know what they can and can't do in terms of leveraging players. Yeah, and I think also too when you say that, it just comes down to how much money the business or the, or the organisation's making. If the NBA tried to roll this out, they'd be laughed at, right? But if you've got a sport... Um, which I didn't even realise happened until recently, pickleball. But if pickleball trying to roll this out, you'd go, well, you're asking for money for something that's sort of only becoming a professional league. You're ahead of the time. You know what I mean? I think it, there's going to be a lot of context to how this sits. So, um, But oh, I'm confident there'll be a decent resolution and um, hopefully for the sake of the game, you don't want something like this to overshadow what is going to be a great game of footy. You know, and a great celebration of two players embracing and, the last time I checked, off the top of my head, they're the only brothers I've seen play against each other in such an iconic moment. You know, it, it, it's so unique that there has to be a certain value to it. Brothers playing at opposition teams in a showdown for two teams that don't like each other in the first year of the showdown, in the second match after Port Adelaide, which was the, the new team on the, on, the, on the track, won the first one. The Crows re, re, win the, the reverse rubber. 
and all of a sudden the Crows about eight so weeks later going to win their first premiership so it's pretty iconic all right treaders uh thank you for your time mate and sharing your insights and thank you listeners for tuning in thanks for tuning in to this episode of the big deal before you go don't forget to join our community by subscribing for free at www.thebigdeal.au and get a weekly email bringing together the hottest sports deals breaking sports biz news as it happens and much more join me at www.thebigdeal.au